Josh, welcome back to a, another episode of the Modern Game Podcast. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we recorded our thoughts on capped mode and prioritization of essentially where we you know, would put our best players with the game modes as it was. <laughs> and I think we always intended to come back and sort of review after a couple of weeks, see how we had got on. Um, but since then, there has been a pretty major change. And that major change is that ETH prizes have now been added in the all-star competition. So, you know, if you look at the sort of level that we're playing at, I think it pays down to 30, 30th in all-star rare pro, it plays down to 100th in all-star rare. I think it's 300 in limited. Yes. Um, First thoughts from you, like, does this does this change how you'll be approaching your mega week next week with all of your RPL cards back? That's the question. Oh, I love this change. I love this change. I especially like this change because it rewards people for f doing well at the game, which I think is it should be a thing, right? If you finish in the top 100 in All-Star, what's All-Star normally have? Like four? Oh, no, that was midweek. I think it had 4K. Entrance, are they like eight games? I, I have absolutely I think it no idea. It pushes like eight, nine rare. k entrance at the weekend. Yeah. So if you finish in like the top maths, zero point zero one percent, no, that would if it was ten thousand, what would it be? Zero point one. Top one percent would be nine ninety. So yeah, it's top one percent. Is it? One hmm. percent yeah, okay. of nine thousand is ninety, right? And then yes. ten percent is nine hundred. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Sorry, I'm. Yeah, it's right. I'll let you off, Matt. You're, uh, you're, you're, so you're suffering, <laughs> suffering through illness this week. I am. Um, I am. I am. Um, yeah, if you finish in the top one percent, I think you should be. You know, I think that should be good. You should get rewarded by that. And I think the thing that people want most out of so rare that they are not willing to give so much is uh, is obviously cash prizes. So, um, so yeah, I think this is a. I think this is a really positive change. In answer to your question, am I changing my strategy next week? The answer is actually no. Believe it or not. Oh, um, nice. So they, this is just like cool for me because I think this is just going to make Challenger a bit softer, you know? Because yeah. um, I think more people will play, will play like, well, I suppose they already did play their smashers in like All-Star Pro and All-Star Rare rather than Challenger Pro and Challenger Rare. Mm. Um, but now there's even more incentive to do so. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I will go against the grain on that and, and still stick my best lineup where I want to play it. Yeah, probably won't be an all-star pro. I mean, saying that I'm running like a Celtic stack against St. Mirren in all-star pro, so it's not bad. Um, but I mean, you know, Zenit have uh, Crillier at home, so yeah, well, uh, it's probably not quite as good as that. Mm. <coughs> so, um, but yeah, in terms of the changes, I, I do really like them in the all-star competitions. Um, I've always been an advocate of like, you know, the the higher you finish, the better the better prize you should get. I don't really like the argument that it's like, oh, this is just giving more money back to the same accounts that are always at the top of the leaderboards each week. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, they're either good at the game or they've invested a load of money. Like, mm. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> um, and also, I don't. And we have the cap elements for beat the game elements anyway. So you know, yeah. you can't have, you can't have the people moaning about it. I think can't have everything. You know, but. Yeah, so, I, I agree, and I think as well is is it does feel like you've, there is something for everyone now, or hmm. more of something for everyone than there, there used to be. Um, because if you think about it, before is it was you know it was podium or bus, right? yeah, you know. So 
that was really difficult because I think it is it is very very challenging to break the podium on a regular basis. Um, and then obviously we had the threshold, which was just like so incredibly easy to hit that you could kind of set a team in your sleep and still get there. Um, now I think it it really does mix things up quite a bit. I think that there will be a lot of people, um, myself included, that will look at the ETH prizes in in All Star rare all-star rare pro i think for me i always tended to prioritize all-star rare pro but all-star rare a lot of the time i was just kind of going through the motions like hitting yeah. the threshold quite easily and if i got the t3 then happy days whereas now i think i will look to strengthen that a little bit more um <clears throat> but as you mentioned the impact of that is it's likely to soften competition elsewhere and you know going into this weekend Two of the lineups that I've prioritized are Champion American Rare Champion America Rare Pro. God, that was a mouthful. I'm just gonna call it America D3 because it's just so much easier. Um and Capped Super Rare 270. Oof. Um controversial. Yeah, it is, but I think like what I quite like about this new gameplay is that there will be weeks where you know, your priorities might change based on the cards you have available. Like, you know, particularly like the, the Cap 270, for example. So my sort of thought process around this is, is Cap 270 is insane. It, it, like the, the scores required to win have been really, really high, but people aren't necessarily digging into why that is. And that's, that's the captain bonus on it is 50%. So people have been looking at the scores required to win in the purest form and going, oh, damn, that's really high. Might as well just go into All-Star, particularly with the ETH threshold now. And I've been sort of going through the motions of 270 in the past couple of weeks, knowing that it was like, you know, your captain needs to hit big, otherwise you're kind of not, you know, you're not doing anything. But I was looking through it this week, and it just made sense. Like, I got my players that I had all have pretty decent fixtures and come in, like, dead on the 270 cap. So... It just, for me, I looked at it and I went, okay, well, actually, you know, probably this week, I wouldn't prioritize it every week, but this week with a lot of the, you know, MLS and K-League, potentially, uh, coming back, um, <coughs> I think a lot of people will have really strong cards that they will be looking at the All-Star competitions and saying, you know what, this is my chance to really compete in All-Star. So I am hoping that there is that element of, you know, sort of softening of competition in the Cap 270s, which may give me a chance to to win something there. But I think the only reason that I put into cap 270 is if I think I have a genuine chance of top 10. Like, yep. because, you know, realistically, if you, if you don't think there's no point in like going through the motions in those divisions, because if your captain doesn't hit you, you've got no, no chance. But um, right. yeah, I think for me, I, I definitely, definitely want to be prioritizing All-Star, All-Star Rare Pro, because that ETH just, you know, the ETH prizes down to down to like, you know, the, the where they are, are, are pretty decent. And that's like, you know, you've got ETH then to, to get in and upgrade your teams elsewhere. Mm. But at the same time, you know, looking this weekend, I think All-Star Rare Pro this weekend is going to be an absolute smash fest. And it's yeah. going to get even worse next week with Russia coming online because, you know, so this week they've already said, you know, the prizes aren't going to increase in All-Star Rare Pro. I do wonder if the 
the emerging issue with K-League coverage might have impacted that because <clears throat> if so rare we're looking at, you know, calculate based on all covered licensed teams, then yeah. technically at the moment K-League is not covered. So for the way they calculate rewards, K-League would be essentially invisible. It wouldn't contribute to that. So that could explain why this is happening. The counterpoint is that, you know, you're going to have players like Cecenia coming back on the line. Next week, you're going to have like Malcolm and Vendel and all yep. that. Like, it's really high scoring players that are going to come in, strengthen lineups, but not have any impact on rewards. So that's sort of why I've tried to go against the grain this weekend with Champion America, because I think I've got a really, really strong Champion America Rare Pro side. I could put that into Global Rare Pro, but I think the competition is going to be so much stronger there. I think I have a better chance of winning a star in Champion America than I have winning a star in All-Star um, this week. And I think that sort of really played into my decision because I think a lot of the time people say, oh, well, you know, the star the star prize pools are, are better in All-Star. It's That's undeniable. But the way I look at it is the team that I have, it might hit a star in, in uh, America, but it might only hit a lower end T1 in in global so then actually i'm not comparing star for star i'm comparing you know what's the points like where would the points that i could score put me in america or put me in all star rep right and i think that if i looked at it last week you know the sort of points range i expect to hit would have been sort of star america you know probably t1 um all star that was before you know we've added in all of these mls and k league cards which are just yeah. gonna because there's some tasty fixtures this week as well, so mm. I think there's going to be some. There's going to be a lot of goals to be scored. So, yeah, I think that's sort of where I'm at. Is sort of keeping a bit of fluidity to it, um, but trying to observe what the market does and what I, what I think the market is going to do is go, oh, shiny ETH prizes, and boom, straight yeah. in world star. So, and who can about, blame them really? Like, it, exactly. Like, and and I know. and I would if I felt I had the team to do it, but I think. Yeah. This week, I've got a couple of injuries. You know, my my two best super rares, I think Mamana's out. Enzo Lefay came off injured in the last game. He's potentially a risk. So, you know, that would have been my, like, two big hitting SRs that I would have been quite happy putting into All-Star Rare, a pro, and would have been happy to sort of challenge for T1 and above. With the doubts over both of those players, I just looked at everything else I had, and I was like, just I don't think I've 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 got the the players with the lineups this week to to truly challenge. And I think that that's what I really like about the new game mode is it's really gallery dependent. Like you'll yep. look at your gallery, you'll know who you've got, who's got good fixtures, the sort of expected scoring range you think your players might hit. And then you have to be honest with yourself. Um I think I'm also I'm also suffering a bit because last week uh Enzo Lefay had a decisive <laughs> removed by Opta on. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. An assist, wasn't it? I think. Oh, it was. It was brutal. I mean, don't be getting it wrong. It was a lucky assist. Um, right. But I didn't want to lose it. Like, once it's been given, you can't take it back. You know? <laughs> um, and I went from being on 355 points with four players and Otamendi left to play, who's normally good for a 50 60 pointer. Yeah. And. Um, to ending on 359 points and missing out on the prizes in All-Star Rare from five players because Enzo Lefay lost his decisive with a super rare bonus and Otamendi 
put up his worst score. Like 36, a... didn't he? I, yeah, I it's did like see that. Worst score in like three 30. years. <laughs> it's it like, oh no, of all the weeks. So yeah, I think I'm 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 still I'm still hurting from that a bit, and that's probably played in on my uh, on my factors to to think about America Red Pro more. But it was one even before the ETH prizes. It was it was a division that I had some success in last year. So you know, I'm quite. I'm quite happy to do that, um, <coughs> just just because I think it um, excuse me it gives me the opportunity to you know I always want to be aspiring towards stars like regardless yeah. of where I win them I want to be aspiring <coughs> towards them and it's like the question is do I realistically think I can win a star in All Star Rare Pro this week I'm on the fence do I think I could potentially win a star in Champion America actually yes I do so like that's what. That's what swings it for me. Don't get me wrong, I'd love those ETH prizes, but I think with that temptation, we have to be realistic and say what are the bars, what's going to be the bar to, to win those prizes? Um, yeah. And I think, you know, realistically this week, top 30 in All Star Rare Pro is probably going to be 400 plus. Oh, well, I think like, like 440. Yeah. Like it, it's going to be, it's going to be quite comfortably over 400, I think. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's do you think that your team can do that? Um, actually, I'm going to have a quick look. I want to see what it was last week. I'll let you. I'll let you fill in while I while I check and see what it was. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, my teams this weekend come in. I'm I'm having some real issues with, to be honest. Um, Fernando from Salzburg's got himself injured again. Looks like another hamstring. Oh no! So he's going to be out for another couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm really thin. I think, I'm trying to figure out what, I think it's because I don't have Celtic. Yeah. So I've got no Celtic, which obviously takes, well, not obviously, it takes away two goalkeepers from me because I've got a double up on Joe Hart. Um, so yeah, I'm only managing to get like one super head team out this week, which I'm going to play cap 240 to to try and get the um, threshold again. Mm. Um, and then I'm gambling on some Salzburg rotation. I'm actually just really light on players. I was looking at my gallery thinking, wow, I'm, I need to like buy some players. Like I want to buy like a super rare striker so I can get a new super, another super rare team out and mm. stuff coming into this game week. And I looked at game week 351 and was like, Josh, you do not need to buy anything. In 351, I've got like 20 players coming back and they're all like yeah. ridiculously, ridiculously powerful. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking it up actually. The, the, Zenit stack with Unastall has an L15 before bonuses of 350 combined. So, like, uh, I've got two super rares in there. One of them is Kazayev with a 32% bonus. So, nice. I, it just it's and this is the conundrum for me next week is like, where do I, where do I play that? Because mm. that, you know, it's basically like 400 plus. I'm not going to say guaranteed because that tempts fate of a mm. Douglas Santos own goal, Malcolm Red card situation. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, obviously quite like. Context here, last week, 30th place in All-Star Rep Pro was 428 points. Yeah. Really, so I think it's this week with MLS and K-League, yeah. it's probably going to be maybe 440. Yeah, 440 is what I thought initially. Yeah. With RPL next week, 450 yeah. maybe? Like, it's going to be some big, big scores in All-Star Rep Pro. Some um, of the fixtures for the RPL next week as well are just, I, it's not even really worth, like like I said, Zenit have got Krillia at home. Oh no, Nizhny, Novgorod at home, even worse, or even better. Um, mm -hmm. And then like Krasnodar have got Torpedo, I think, yeah. um, at home as well. So like, 
you know, yeah. if you haven't got, well, actually, he might not be great for Safanov because he might not do anything. But um, pretty much a yeah, nearly like a guaranteed sixty. But yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued to see what the price pool looks like next week. To be honest, Tex, because it will have a big a big bearing on where I put my lineups. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we shall see. Speaking of extra players coming back online, excuse me. I I had that this week with all of my K League and MLS players coming back online to the point where. About an hour ago, I just went and bought an extra super rare goalkeeper. Wow, nice. uh, don't get me wrong; like I'm not expecting much from him. I bought uh, Columbus's backup, um, and I paid 0.09 ETH for him. Evan Bush. Yeah, Evan Bush. So the reason I bought him is like I looked and I was like, I've got a ton of super rares here, but I wanted to use my super rare Lanzalotta in Champion America because he's got a 30% bonus on him. And they've got a wonderful fixture. So I reckon, you know, I wasn't willing to sacrifice him to chase, you know, a, a ETH payout in cap, um, Super Rare 240. But then I looked at all the players I had in Super Rare and I was like, seems a waste to like have all of these just like sat in training or not doing anything. So... I had a look and I saw that Evan Bush was on for you know less than 0.1. Considering the threshy payout for Cap to Cap Super Rare 240 is 0.06, <coughs> I could essentially get back you know 60% of the investment on that card in one threshold. And the interesting thing about it is the reason he's playing is because there's visa issues with uh, Columbus's starter. Right. He might be back next week. He might not. So, you know, potential there. But actually, what we do have again this year is Gold Cup. And oh, yes. Eloy Room plays for Curacao. And the likelihood is that Evan Bush will get another run of four or five games towards the end of June, beginning of July, when uh, Room is away for the Gold Cup, because the MLS just kind of runs on through. Yeah. So that was what swung my decision, really, because then I'm like, okay, well, if I can potentially play a Super Air goalkeeper in capped 240 Super Air and win two or more thresholds, then it's been paid for. And, you know, don't get me wrong, he's got a tough fixture this week. Like, I'm not expecting him to, to, to do that much. But you know, anything more than zero is is an absolute bonus. And I think that it's quite interesting in looking at it that way, where it was just like the fixtures seemed to fall quite nicely for my players. And, you know, it made, it made sense to me to go out and grab um, an extra, extra player, which when you think about it, that never, ever, ever would have happened under the old game format. No. So it does add a bit of like, you know, an element <clears throat> to the market where, where people are going out and saying, you know what, actually, maybe maybe this is worth it for me. You know, there's absolutely no way I would have been buying a super rare 35-year-old MLS backup uh, goalkeeper historically. But, you know, now I sort of look at the risk versus potential reward and think, well, I could actually win back the investment in him pretty much in, in one or two weeks, um, which comes back to a pod topic that we discussed in the past of older players being undervalued and, uh, and, and you can yield. So... Yeah, I think this is an interesting one for me because I do have so many super rares in in MLS essentially. So yeah, I'm really quite excited to see how this weekend goes, as long as Opta don't rug pull me on the K League. <laughs> Which is looking increasingly likely. It is looking increasingly <laughs> likely. Um I honestly like 
I'm glad we've got some time between now and the deadline because after this call, I'm getting straight on to see what time each game kicks off and how, like, what's like the you know the 48 hour window of of will Optus send the data to so rare in time before we close the game. So. Yeah, I've um, it's just uh, this weekend is a case for me just actually like getting through it. I've I've no, I'm not really looking forward to this weekend at all. I guess like my goals from this weekend is to hit the cap 240 super rare. Mm. Um, and then like anything else is a bonus to be honest. Yeah. I'm expecting like lots of post midweek rotation mm. in main lineups. And yeah, I just, I don't really have that many, that many good options. Whereas I'm shame. hoping to, to yield as much as I can before those <laughs> pesky RPL cards come back online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you, and forgotten... your, you and your two-year season-long bonus. Yeah, uh, that was just—I was just going to mention that. I'd forgotten how overpowered it was. I was just looking at them like I've got twelve percent Safnov, twelve percent Naboa. It like I, it's just crazy, really. I, th- this definitely should have been stopped ages ago. By the way, the the season bonus rule is a joke. Mm. Um, and actually, I'm even more mad because the bulk of my Zenit cards are the previous seasons, so uh, don't still have the season bonus. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, I can't complain. I'm actually taking advantage of it because I, uh, oh, I this year randomly faced <laughs> Soleimani at Courtright, didn't. Oh, yeah. Pass. So I'm running him in All Star um, Rare Pro this weekend with a 12.5% bonus. I think I've got on him. So that makes sense. I, do have a, I do have a couple. But yeah, the, the, I just like, I just don't understand that rule. Like, yeah, the season bonus should just for a season like it just it clears up any of these like random edge cases where you know you've essentially got um really op guys just simply because they didn't get cards for any like random reason yeah but yeah um do you have um is that it then for you this weekend it's it's you know just sort of this the cap super rare that that you think might yeah, I mean, I've got like, um, I've got part of an IX stack playing against Vitesse, which should be fine, but I'm sort of like, it was a really tough game against Union last night. Um, mm. And I'm semi expecting some some form of rotation. And then, like, the other big team I would normally rely on would be Zagreb, and they're playing the Eternal Derby against Hajduk. So, not a particularly good fixture. Mm for for them and I'm just I'm really low on goalkeepers as well I'm having to play Jay Gorter in all-star rare which well uh, Jay Jay Gorter's got a cracking fixture this weekend I was just looking through the uh, the XG XG data and although Livingston are I think sixth in the in the league they they score fewer than a goal a game and they're not particularly very good for away from home so this could be Jay Gorter's time to shine Josh you you might Top one hundred. What's the, what's the rest of your team looking like? Could you could you push for top one hundred with a Jay Gorter clean sheet? Uh, Windal, Sywald, Marco Levaya again playing Hadjuk and Bruno Pekovic. Um, it's not great. I don't know, actually. I'm considering switching it to cap two forty. Oh, nice. Like that would fit under the cap. Yeah, I think so because Gorter's L fifteen is twenty seven. Oh wow, brutal. <laughs> I just realised it was that low. Uh, what is it? 56, 116. Oh, wow. Yeah, easy. In fact, it would fit under Cap220, I think. Yeah, but you're Cap220. What's your Cap220 upside? Like a tier two? Oh, rare? yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that, obviously. But... 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I was looking at it. Um, I was looking yesterday. The amount of L fifteen zero cards that are expected to start this weekend. Yeah. Like I comfortably put together a list of ten yesterday, and actually after that, I got messages from people being like, "Oh, don't forget this guy and 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 this guy." And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like that. <laughs> Capped two twenty and two forty this week. <laughs> be ridiculous. Like, yeah. th- th- there's, a, I think at least fifty, like fifteen players in the MLS, like that have either transferred or come back from long term injury that are both fit and good to go. Because what tends to happen with <clears throat> the MLS is that they can, based on their roster compliance, they can like write a player off as being like unavailable for the season. Right. So. Even if they come back and they're available for like four or five games at the end of the season, if they've written them off as being on the injury rust injury register, then financially it doesn't make sense for them to bring them back. Yeah. So they just kind of play through the season without them. So then what tends to happen is you get these players that have actually been long-term injured, have been fit for a really long time. They have to wait for the next season. And this is what's happening with players like Brad Guzan and uh Robinson uh, Atlanta so you right. could actually play a defensive stack this weekend both L15-0 so I mean that would then open you up to spend like 220 <coughs> or 240 points on three players which would yeah. just be an insane waste because you know could you imagine someone rolling you know cap 240 limited with a, a, an Atlanta defensive stack and then like Kimmich <laughs> Kimmich and Messi and Mbappe um <laughs> I feel it would be a massive waste considering the upside. But I think that was, um, again, when you talk about prioritization and how you focus it, it's like I have a couple of these low cap hit players to play this weekend, but I'm also fully aware of how many other people have really low cap hit players. And, yeah. you know, you could actually do a full MLS team um, that would cost you zero. So, like, someone was DMing wow. me earlier saying, oh, when, when capped to zero. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> complete, uh, you know, no no score on the cap hit whatsoever. So, yeah, I think, like, you know, it doesn't make sense to play those guys in 270. It doesn't really make sense to play them in 240. Maybe one of them. But yeah. I just feel like the cap votes this weekend are going to be silly because of there's so many people like that that are just going to cost you nothing essentially yeah there's I mean there's, I guess it's the one floor with the cap system isn't it but um, I don't know I, I definitely prefer it to them what they do with the obviously like the draft modes with the 40 minimum mm. which yeah, I think sucks absolutely. so yeah, you know it's, it is what it is mm. um, how have um, how have you got on with the cap mode since they have been introduced? Have you have yeah, you good. found yourself prioritizing them? Like, have you, have you done any prizes? No, not really. Um, they're normally just leftovers, really. To be honest, uh, when did they come in? Three, four, three. Yeah, three, four, three. I think. Let me have a look. Yeah, three, four, three. Um, so we haven't had too many, have we? I've probably only played them on the weekends because my midweek teams have been pretty light. Um, but three, four, three. I beat the cap in rare. And didn't play a cap two forty super. Mm. Uh, three four five. I beat the cap in super, but not in rare. Three four seven. I beat the cap in both rare and super. Um, and then that takes us to this this weekend coming up. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, pretty good. I've been enjoying them. They're just a better place to put my leftover cards than specialist and underdog ever were. Really. 
Yeah, um, no, I agree with that because you don't have to sort of like go searching for that like <laughs> under forty facilitator. You can use what you have. Exactly, I think it's good. Just lobby um, leftovers in, which is I think yeah. nice. And also like the the like to do well in the specialist underdog tournaments, you have to finish really really high. Mm. Um, and like with obviously cap, like you just you need to beat two hundred fifty points, and you're still getting some mm. some Ethereum. Like you're getting if I you know. Specialist super rare, for instance, unless you were hitting the podium, like the upside on your prize was probably like 0.1 ETH or something. Yeah. And then getting 0.06 just for being 250 points with like an upside of a potential car prize as well. So, yeah. yeah no, I, I just, much prefer. Yeah. I was going to say, it's been funny for me because I've actually done better in capped 240 super rare than I have in capped 240 rare. Like yeah. I've just had, I had a rotten run of luck um, in cap to 40 rare where i played rude vorma and he like broke his collarbone after like 15 minutes oh so no he ended up like i missed out on it that week and then <coughs> last week i can't remember what happened um but again like my rare side just ended up completely flopping but my super rare side in three weeks i only played it twice because I only felt like I had the players to play it twice, but I've hit it twice. And in the first week I ended up winning a T2 as well, which is actually like serviceable. Oh, nice. So I've been, I've been using him, but I think potentially this just comes down to like how I've been prioritizing them because I think with my gallery cap 240 super rare feels a more like there's better priority there for me than there is, you know, maybe like, cause my stronger, my rare cards, I've got so many other places that I could play them. Whereas yeah. I don't see myself as being someone who's competitive in the super red, like open divisions. Therefore I look more towards, you know, cap 270 and 240. And I've sort of been flipping between them. I think this is the first week I'll have played both. Um, but I've sort of been flipping between them in, in sort of saying, okay, well, do I, do I go to 240 or 270 based on the players I've got and the fixtures I've got this weekend? But then yeah. with the extra players I've got coming back online this week, I've decided to um, to go for it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully I can deliver something this week because your upside, particularly in 270, is is quite decent. So I know uh, one of the lads in our in our Discord won it last week, didn't he? And he, uh, and he pulled in uh, Timo Werner and Kerher unique yes sort of like you know and again it is it is boom or bust on on these sort of 270 yeah. uh, divisions but if you can do well then you know there's there's actually some decent prizes in that pool which i think is quite nice so that's definitely in my mind this weekend of like i want to get like if i can win a tier one super rare i'd be very happy yeah no i think definitely that's tier one super rares are always well i say always good i won semstein for finishing fourth in a challenger up super rare last weekend uh who i managed to sell for 0.19 so you know that wasn't great but um uh, yeah it's always a nice i always think they're nice to win anyway mm. just got a bit unfortunate yeah. um but yeah i haven't really been prioritizing 270 as much as i thought i would i feel like it's i i feel like i've actually probably haven't had enough players to um because i've sort of been trying to play 240 to get the ETH. Mm. and then i play like Obviously, regional is an all star. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just have been a little bit short on players, but that will change next week. I really didn't realize how many RPL players I had. It's like 
it's a big chunk of your gallery, right? Yeah, it's like a quarter of my rare cards. Mm. So I know last week when we were sort of talking about the market and the reaction and, you know, how potentially stabilization could come from existing managers. Like, have you, have you felt yourself, you know, edging towards buying new cards like that, that you can play as a result of these increased game modes? Because I, I know personally I have, but I'd love to get your thoughts on, on it. Yeah. To buy a new goalkeeper. I probably hate buying goalkeepers. It's no mm. good. But um, as mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago, I did go out and buy myself a rare Igor Akinfeev. Ah, you went and got him. Yes, for 0.225, which That's I thought was nice just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I got an Akinfeev. And then I've also got, I got actually, I've, since last time, I've bought loads of new players, I think. Um, why has my club section disappeared on Sora? That's... Oh, it's changed. They've it's changed here. it now. What? So, this yeah. is ever so weird. Okay, I fine. know, I know. They've dropped some new UI on us this morning. Yes. So I've um, also bought Junior Alonso, who was at Minero, but has gone back to Krasnodar. Nice. Um, he's going to start, and he plays Torpedo next week, and I've got 11% bonus on him. So, yeah, superb. Um, I made a trade to get rid of Luke de Jong and bought in Luke Charel Gertruda Rare, who scored 100 last weekend and Mikhail Sadalek super rare in that mm. trade so that was good fun um, been really wanting to get rid of Luke Dion for ages uh, and then I've also bought Stefano Vecchia super rare who is Rosenberg forward for 0.12 Ethereum um, so yeah I've been doing a little bit of buy-in just trying to like strengthen up some areas of the gallery mm. to try and play these new tournaments and I, yeah I think the goalkeeper was the I need another goal I need another goalkeeper for 351 yeah. So that was why I, I bought in Akinfeyev. Yeah, I might. I'm going to say I, I could be quite <coughs> tempted as well. Actually, I need to have a look, a serious look at him for next week. Uh, look and see at the lay of the land and how my how my cats cat modes end up looking. So I think he could be quite a useful um, useful pick for that. I mean, personally, I've I've gone more rare. So I've gone for like quite a few big hitters. So I know in last on the last pod I was talking about trying to get. Uh, like a status in. So I, I managed to get him in. Um, I also managed to get Lucas Celerayan in, who I think is a, is a really, really nice um, piece for my America gallery. And then the last one I got in, and I just got him in yesterday, is a player called Reese, who he's back in K-League 1. Um, two seasons ago, he was in K-League, but his, his side un- unfortunately got relegated. He did a season in K-League 2, has now gone to a much, much stronger team in K-League 1. So I'm quite excited about him. He's sort of a floating left winger that takes sets um, pretty solid on the AA and he's in a much <coughs> dominated, possession-dominant team than he was in the past. So I think those are like what I've been trying to gravitate towards is, is those sort of really strong rares that I can I can use in an all-star rare or I can use in an all-star rare pro because I think that's where particularly over the summer I want to be I want to be focusing my efforts so you know I've, I've traded away a fair few cards I've traded away a lot of my limited cards because I just was looking at it and saying you know realistically where am I best place to compete and I'm best place to compete in rare and above like I was kind of going through the motions in limited because I've had some luck in specialist you know I won 
limited Pedri, I won limited Alejandro Balde. Like those two alone, like more than covered my investment in limited. So even though I'm selling some of the cards for less than I paid for them, like what I actually yielded with them was was great. But I feel like my my limited gallery was like poor, like average at very best. And I was sort of looking at it and going, okay, well, what what do I want to do? I want to yield. Where do I want to compete? Um, rare and above, which, if you think about it, is quite brilliant game design. So rare. <clears throat> yeah. Because historically, managers of our size gallery were going, well, the best ROI is limited. Like, what, why, you know, this is insane. But like, you were sort of not forced to play there, but, you know, particularly limited specialists, like, what you could win versus what you'd actually spend building a team, like it was just really, really out of balance, like hor horribly so. Yeah, and it just ended up creating this like warping factor to the demand because people were incentivized to play down rather than play up. And I think the reformatting of the games has actually changed that, and particularly for myself, it's changed my priority. You know, I'm looking now. <clears throat> You know, historically, that money that I spent like on Evan Bush uh, Super Rare today, that would have probably gone into a couple of limited cards because I would have, you know, wanted to play limited specialists. Yeah. So I think that that's one thing that I think is really good about the change because it keeps limited as that entry division and incentivizes people to look up rather than looking down. So I think that's been just sort of my observed behaviors and how I've been prioritizing, I I feel that that's been a, a really um, welcome change for the overall market because, you know, I don't know what my latest gallery valuation is. I haven't really looked, but I think when, when you, when you have a, a gallery of like, you know, 30 ETH or above, if the gameplay is designed in such a way that you're looking at the entry scarcity, then something has something's gone a bit wrong, um, and I think that that to me, I feel like that's been that's been addressed with these changes, which I think is really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's positive. I I think it might have been something just about my general like in anything I do, I want to try and be like as high as I can possibly go. So that's why I didn't really like playing limited initially because it was felt like I was like stepping down in the game rather than like trying to progress up. If that makes sense, but um logically it was definitely the right thing to do wasn't it i guess like the, mm. just like you say the returns were better so i think um i think adding more accessible competitions at super high level like i think lots of people's lots of people's um put off for super high was like you could either play in regional or all-star where like you would just if you had a budget team you would just get demolished by really really good teams oh, yeah you couldn't compete at all like exactly, i learned yeah. that very I aspired to go to the Challenger yeah. uh, Super A division. I got battered and it set me back months. <laughs> like yeah. trying to sell out of those super rares and strengthening rare, it was um, yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, so I think that's I think that has been addressed now. And I think there's a lot, you know, obviously you can you can play the 220 or the 240 or the 270 and still try to improve your gallery position. I still feel that the prizes in Super Air are poor compared to rare and to be honest, compared to limited. Like mm. I think um I think I, I think personally the threshold should be bigger. Like I don't obviously I don't know Sarah's business model or how much Ethereum they're willing to pay out or whatever. Mm. But I think the super air threshold, and this is probably me saying it because I would hit super air threshold and therefore I would get more money. So you mm. know, roasting glasses and all that and uh, probably looking for a bit of confirmation bias. But 
I think if you actually want to carry on getting managers to progress up the game and make your most expensive cards more expensive yeah. is actually adding, you know, not having like a $100, $250 thresholds for the super rare and unique divisions, but having it like $200 and $1,000 or $250 and $1,000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think then, this is a, you know, a big consideration, isn't it? Because I think at the moment <clears throat> it's like, what is it? It's, it's five dollars for limited, fifty yeah. for rare, one hundred yeah. for super rare. Yeah. So like if you look at the multiples, like if you follow the rare is ten times limited, super rare is only double rare. It it feels like the, the balance isn't quite there. And I do feel there's definitely headroom to to increase that um that threshold in super rare in particular. But I get it. Like we're both people that would definitely benefit from that move. So we're uh, we're both uh, you know in this scenario very pro something that we perceive to benefit us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's you know it's always difficult with Sora, isn't it? Is where like how you like yeah, obviously we want we that would be great for us. So that is that is something that we would want. But I, you know I think for overall like for the game as well. And again, you're going to get lots of, if they did something like that. You're going to get lots of people being like, oh you know, rewarding whales more or whatever mm. it, relative to limited managers, um, you know, is bad. But I, it, I just think it would it would make people more motivated to try and climb up the, the scarcities and also make their biggest ticket items more valuable. Like we're seeing a huge decline in the unique market. Like mm. what Some of the ones I've seen have been quite like, what was the one, Courtois one the other day was quite scary. Why, why can't I find this? How on earth do I spell his name? Here we go. Um, so, the Courtois Rare, a year ago, uh, sold for 53th, which was $122,146 at the time. And then nine days ago, sold for 9.35 ETH, which was $12,315. So, uh, like a 90% reduction in dollars? Mm. Um which I just I just think this can't be like what I just don't understand. And I get that like obviously crypto bear market, crypto winter, etc. Less less big investors coming in, splashing money about than there was a year ago. Totally mm -hmm. understand that, but I think there does there does come a point where you have to try and make it a bit a bit appealing. Um, and yeah, you know if you if you increase your cash payouts at that level. Then yeah. to something I think is fair. Like I don't. I'm not saying that 250 dollars is unfair for beating cap 240 unique, but you know, mm. I, d I don't think it's um, I don't think it's out of the question that it could be more if needs be. Yeah, I mean, how many? I suppose the question is, how many people are even playing it? Like, let's have a look yeah. and see this weekend. Like, who's actually got a lineup in? Um, so they keep on reordering stuff. I mean. <laughs> So there's 84 managers that have managed to submit a lineup for Cap 240 Unique. And you don't need five Uniques, am I right? You just Because you can play one Super Rare still. Is I'm sure correct? you can. Hang on. Yeah, one Super Rare, four Uniques. Yeah. So... And then in Cap 270, there's 22 managers. If we compare that with Super Rare... 804 managers are going for Cap 240 Super Rare this week. Well, that wow, that feels well. quite high. Yeah. 200 managers now in Cap 270 Super Rare. 
I'm I'm quite surprised by that. Um, where are we looking at um, challenger? Here, uh, yes, there was all-star. a three hundred forty-eight in all-star super rare. Okay, so there's definitely a. It feels to me like the super rare capped modes are getting more competitive. Yes, well, maybe I was wrong then. Maybe they don't need to award more ETH. Or not need, but maybe they, you know. I do wonder how many of these are complete punts, though. Um, I'd be interested to see the score required because maybe, maybe, maybe you've got a lot of people that have got really super cheap, like Asian cards that are just just punting. Uh, How many were there last week? I'm just trying to have a look and see how many there were in last week. Um... Yeah, cap cap two seventy super rare. Oh, okay. So there's actually two hundred and twenty managers in cap two seventy super rare last week, but only. Oh wow, uh, less than half of those scored more than two seventy points. So there is oh, there is a ton of people just going through the motions in cap two seventy. Robin stuff in there and treating it as glorified training, I guess. I think so. Yeah, that's what it does look like. Because if we look at it, um, I mean, I won a prize last week in capped 270 with 328 points. Uh, and I was second last um, in the prize places. The bar for winning was 327 <coughs> points it was for a prize. Don't get me wrong. I didn't get much of a prize. Um, yeah. You know, realistically, you need to go, you need to go 400 plus. Podium's around 430-ish. Um, that's sort of what you're looking at. Like you, you got to ask yourself if you're going into 270, can I go significantly above 400 with the captain bonus? Because if not, don't bother. <laughs> but I, honestly, yeah. like I, my T3 last week was like a Turkish left back who is most likely going to get relegated. Um, so yeah, that, the, the T3 super red pool is it's not a fun place to be fishing. Let's put it that way. Um, no, you know all about that, Josh, from your your challenge. I do. Challenge I do. Days. I do. But yeah, yeah I, you know, I think, I think the uh, ETH prizes could be addressed at the high up levels of the game mm. um, to try and get people to spend more money up there. I mean, you know, obviously selling a selling a digital card for twelve thousand dollars at the Thibaut Courtois this season unique is not a bad thing. You know, that's that's mm. fine. But when the previous one went for one hundred twenty-two thousand, mm. you know, I'd maybe start to. I, I suppose what I'm coming back to is I just feel like over the last six months, everything Sora has done has been geared towards free-to-play managers or, you yeah. know, the 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 bottom of the game, um, which is fine. You know, they, they they I think they have some licensing legal things in France, don't they, where they have to prove that the game isn't gambling and one of these ways is by having a large free-to-play player base. Um because then you can say, look, you know, we have a we have a free to play model, which obviously can't be gambling because mm. you're not, you're not it's free. Um, so I think that's 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 probably the reason. But um, I do think that maybe like the upper echelons of the game has been neglected quite significantly. Um, I don't know. Maybe people will disagree, but I th- like the unique division was what was the division that used to just pay out four ETH in cash? Uh, yeah. Something global unique, maybe unique something. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, I remember the one you mean. That's yeah. obviously gone now as well. Mm. Um, I remember AJ used to target that quite heavily to try and win the cash prize. Yeah. But yeah, like you know, I, I just think that it 
you know, maybe it's time that there's some some thought going into improving that that area of the game, not just the yeah. the free to play aspect. Because it pulls everything up, right? Yeah, well, it, sh- it should do in theory, you know, obviously. And I think lots of people have said before that it's it doesn't, you know, or the the effect is minimal because the the top accounts treat it as like a mini ecosystem for themselves. Mm. But I, it should do, you know, if they're obviously winning cards and then selling them or um, to to managers aspiring to get to that sort of level, then uh, mm. then that would that would be helpful. And obviously, if they're winning chunks of ETH and then spending that on the market, then that in, you know increases market activity. Um, so yeah, I suppose the only thing you can't guarantee is that they don't just win chunks of ETH and then take it straight off the platform. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously that might be a risk you take, but um, mm. yeah, it'd be interesting to hear some people's some people's POVs on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talking <coughs> talking of winning chunks of ETH, does ETH prizes for All Star tournament throughout the summer? Does does that does that tempt you to to strengthen your summer lineups, or does the RPL become your summer lineups because it seems to run for quite a while anyway? Yeah, so RPL runs until third of June, I think, sixth uh, of June, sixth of June, mm. I think, I think. Yeah, so first weekend of June, whatever. Um, and then it's back on the seventeenth of July, I want to say. Uh, I'm not sure if that's been officially confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure fifteenth of July. Sorry, fifteenth. So you'll have what six weeks. Six so I have six weeks, and I've got all my Rosenborg players, which I'm gonna run, gonna run there. So we're so not I, we're not able to tempt you over to the MLS just yet. Oh no, I won't, I won't be playing in the MLS. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, my plan is to just run uh, some sort of Elitisirum based team in Challenger because it's mm. the only league active. And don't get me wrong, the Challenger prizes will be awful, but there's literally like maybe three or four accounts on the game that can put a full lineup out. Mm. Um, at uh, pro level, rare pro level. Mm. Um, and to be honest, like I might even I've got the Duke on unique, so if I can get an Andre Hansen super rare cheap enough, I know as well on the market for point six. Um, then I might be tempted to run a super rare lineup throughout that time mm. because they'll literally be like me and probably me that can run five out of five cards in yeah. in Super Air when it's just the other to Siren in Challenger. So mm. we'll see. Nice. <clears throat> this is okay. obviously providing that they don't sign any new Elitor Siren or add on Alsvikan coverage. But mm. um from conversations I've had with some people, I do not think that will happen anytime soon. No. Whoa, watch out, watch out. He's dropping <laughs> dropping knowledge bombs. Um yeah, I think that's interesting, isn't it? The um I think as well, I think with the issues with Peru and the now emerging issues with K League, I do feel Sarah are probably going to be more hesitant to add additional coverage. Yeah. Unless it can be guaranteed that they can <coughs> maintain I, that. Yeah. I mean with these with these issues, I am slightly concerned that Editor Serum will just like not be covered um, mm. when it rolls around. The thing I'm most concerned about is it rolling around and Sora being like, oh, there's only one licensed team in this division. This yeah. like tournament really shouldn't be open. And then yeah. changing their T's and C's to be like, oh, you must have, there must be at least three licensed teams in a league for it to be mm. deemed a licensed league. And therefore, is it just, is it just Rosenborg? Just Rosenborg. That's it. Yeah, 
So that's when my do they opinion. when do they get started again? Fifth uh, of April, I think. Okay, a little, little while then. Yeah, but then they run through to Christmas, obviously. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm quite tempted to make a trade off of a. Actually, does he still have it? Quinny's Carlo Holst that he won the other day. That would be. Oh, he does still have it. So yeah, got some live trading. The last one went for one point three ETH. Um, not really sure what I'd give up, but don't know. Possibility. Mm. Yeah. Well, there we go. Summer, summer strategy. Um, I'll keep working on you. Get you, get you to buy yeah. Gil or Sustenia before the summer time. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> I need to find another Enzo Fernandez. I think. It, oh no, it was January last year. I bought Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, because um, I bought that River Plate stack in January last year, and then sold them all bar Enzo Fernandez. I think um, mm. when Argentina came back, so it would have been like this weekend, I guess, last yeah. year. Um, and then yeah, held Enzo for a little, little while longer before selling him. But I think that was my best trade ever in terms of ETH value. Yeah. Yeah, because he he was very cheap, and then suddenly very not cheap. Yeah, point one two. I got the rare for. I think. Oh, nice. He's actually my um the card that's won me the most amount of prizes. I've won oh, really? Two. I've won twenty two cards with Enzo Fernandez rare. Guess what the mine is. Guess what oh. mine is. You'll never guess what mine is. It's going to be something really, really niche, really random. It'll be like, <laughs> like. Can I give you a clue? Yeah, it's a goalkeeper. Oh, it's not um, Kershikov, is it? No, nope, it's Remco Pasfera. Ah, uh, <laughs> I should have guessed that. I should have guessed that. Um, I thought it was going to be like Krugovoy or someone like that, just like yeah. ro- rotates into Zenit really regularly, and um, yeah, or Conor McGregor. I hear wind jewels. Um, yeah, no, mine, mine was Jesus Ferreira for a very long time, but he's he's <clears throat> fallen some way behind considering Enzo Fernandez seems to have played for about 18 months straight with no break. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've got uh, Jesus Ferreira, is, he's got uh, he's got a podium place to battle for, so I'm hoping for for some, some more action starting this weekend against Minnesota. Um, so yeah, hopefully Dallas can have a good season. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm quietly optimistic about this weekend. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that um, it doesn't uh, crash and burn, and we can be you know celebrating some successes when it comes to lineup prioritization. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, one one more week for me to wait. So uh, I will look forward to that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I hope you are feeling better soon. Um, yeah, apologies yeah. to listeners. I imagine that's been a bit of a struggle because, uh, yeah, not been feeling particularly well. I think I must have caught something on the plane back from Paris. I did um, I did two COVID tests, but they've both come back negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, not great, but hopefully be all right. Awesome. Well, yeah, I hope you're feeling better soon. Um, that has been all from us. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Thanks, see you next Rick. time.